0: Welcome you've discovered
1: the world its ass
2: yo hey what's up oh
1: there there we we go go. (laughs) okay whatever you did chris i think it worked
2: (laughs) all right he called me or something
0: okay all right cool so i guess uh the last time the last time we were talking we ended up um right before you guys jumped over into north africa so if you want to pick it up from there however you guys want to start off and just tell us about uh about traveling across to uh, africa
2: yeah Uh, okay I, we were in, what was it, Tarifa, and I remember mm-hmm. uh, waking up and it was still windy, so we were worried that the ferry wasn't going to run. But we found out it did, and for whatever reason, uh, I guess we decided to uh, to um, go to the ferry itself and buy the tickets to go across. It's not like something you need to book ahead of time, so I mean, we were... We totally got a,
1: a seat, no problem.
2: Yeah, no problem. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, it was only like thirty four euro, if I remember too, to take the ferry. It was like a thirty to forty five minute ride across.
0: Oh, that's not too bad. No, no. Yeah, it, like um, forty, 40 it, minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty you know crossing. It was definitely windy out, but it wasn't so you know it wasn't choppy or like you know any threat of like being you know seasick or anything like that. It was mm. fine. Yeah. It was quite comfortable, actually.
0: What day of the week was that? Was that during the week or the weekend? I don't know if I ever, if we ever established when it was when this was. Sunday. Uh, it
1: was Sunday oh, okay. Yeah, because we took the blah blah car with with Pedro mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, got to Tarifa mm-hmm. pretty late Saturday night. Uh, got up the very next morning on a Sunday and got got on the ferry.
2: I mean, it was mm-hmm. windy, but it was certainly nice out. I remember it being kind of warm and, and kind of beautiful day, actually, going across. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. And, uh, um, we, and we, uh, it was a little bit of security like you would, uh, you know, going on an airplane. You had to run your bag through a metal detector and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, you, you know, you had to go through uh, kind of like a, a passport control place like you would if you were getting on a plane. Because we yeah, were going yesterday. to another country you know right and um but it wasn't too arduous or anything it was pretty easy and then we just you know we got on the uh a very comfortable ferry uh I, I think maybe because of the wind though they wouldn't let us they didn't open up a top deck so you can go outside it uh-huh. may because it was rocky too but I'm not even sure oh, okay. if they offered that but i it seemed like they did i it think they like, yeah I think they
1: do normally have like the the you know top deck or whatever you can go out and uh get on top of the, the boat but uh yeah mm-hmm. i think because of the the conditions they uh that
0: that was not open not available i guess that makes sense yeah yeah i probably saved, like
2: i said it. inside was super comfortable and like mm-hmm. uh you know it was a restaurant and you know you could you know it, it almost seemed like you was prepared for a longer journey than just going right across <laughs> the street <straight> there <laughs> uh-huh. yeah for sure
1: um so, yeah, at that point, um, like, they actually stamp you into Morocco when you're in the water.
2: <laughs> yeah, once, oh, okay. yeah, once so, the
1: ferry's leaving or whatever, you go through another, like, passport control. Yeah, on the ferry. Um, yeah. Well, and of course, um, in the ferry terminal in Tarifa, I got stamped out of Spain. So, as far as, Chris, mm-hmm. as far as my all my passport uh, concerns, at least I have a stamp getting me out of Spain at a certain date. Right. Um, to stop the clock or whatever with the Schengen and the visa and Mm -hmm. all that crap. So, um, granted I'm currently back in the Schengen and I will be leaving. Um, so that'll be the final test.
2: (laughs) That's hilarious that you're back in Spain. I think that's funny, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I can hear chip laughing right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's uh, funny um, in Morocco or going to Morocco, they give you uh, a number like there's like a, a stamp and then they stamp a number and you have to use that number whenever you uh, book, you know, you get into a hotel. And another thing <laughs> you should know that will probably be a reoccurring theme as we talk about Morocco is one thing Morocco doesn't have is or two things. One is uh, the ability to use credit cards like uh-huh. they have machines, but they never work. No matter where you go, know, you yeah. know, we, we uh, even when we book like hostels online, like they don't even let you use your card. You got to pay when you get there. No, mm. the second thing they don't have is change. Like, so if yeah. you have like bills where, where you pay in cash, like they don't have change available. Well, like, they, they, they
3: have
1: they, it. They have it. But they just they always say they don't. Yeah. So
2: yeah. It's yeah. Like
1: anytime, <laughs> like, you know, if it's like, um, you know, if the bill is um, 50 Durham uh mm. which is the uh the Moroccan uh currency and you have like a um 100 uh yeah. and you hand them a the 100 they're like which is is the equivalent of like 5 US dollars or 10 US dollars but yeah okay. so it, it's like you hand them the the 100 dirham and they're like uh you don't have change like they they ask <laughs> no. you like you don't have a you don't have a 50 on you You're like no that's all i have i just you know I, I need to break it some at some point you know like yeah and the you know eventually they're like they just kind of acquiesce and like go into the back room and eventually come out with change or yeah (laughs) sometimes what they'll do is they will hand the money off to a runner and the Uh runner will go down the the street and
0: i don't like where this is going yeah
1: (laughs) they will check in different other different shops and get the change from somebody else yeah (laughs) while (laughs) you wait there yeah
2: it's crazy man yeah Hmm. yeah it's crazy so we, uh, we, I guess we arrive in Tangier by the boat. We go through another like little checkpoint, pretty fairly easy again, you know, um, and like mm-hmm. uh, as, as we exit the terminal immediately, you know, uh, people start approaching like, hey, you looking for something, you know, and ultimately yeah. what Chip and I learned, you know, and this was way down the line, but Chip and I learned to just be like, hey, look, we don't want we don't need a guide. Yes, we're lost. But we right. what, we're good with that. We're all right. Yeah. You know, just let us. Right. We'll be. We'll find our way. You know.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. But and there's 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 always a method to it too. Um, right. I found that they, they, they always have the number one thing that they they try to sell you, and whether it's um you know um hey do you need a taxi um or hey do you need a hostel or um yeah. hey do you want to buy these bananas, yeah. they always have their number one thing. And then as soon as you're like oh no thank you. The second go to is always hash. You want some hash? Yeah. He's yeah. always like, need a taxi. No, no, no thanks. Hash. Hash. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's always next the second follow up, man.
2: <laughs> when they ask you questions like, hey, where are you from? It's so they really know what English, you know, what uh, language to speak, whether it, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. they engage in conversation because they can speak French, Spanish, Arabic, English, whatever. Yeah. And right. So, so it seems like a little aggressive because they ask you where you're from and it's really just kind of to gauge so they know how to talk to you, you know? Mm. Yeah.
1: And yeah. And it's, um, yeah, the thing is too, they're, they're, they're very persistent, like, yeah, um, uh, like, They'll, you know, somebody will like start, they'll, you'll be walking down the street and um, somebody will start walking, you know, next to you and you just know, oh, okay, here it goes. And they're yeah. like, hey, you, know, you, need, you need a ride, you need a taxi, you, need a, you know, they start asking all this stuff. And um, they're like, hey, I'll show you, you know, and they, they're always, um, they're like, oh, I can show you where, you know, the main square is or I can show you where this is. Yeah. And, um, and mm-hmm. you know, you just keep saying, no, no, thank you, we're good. And, and but they just, they keep, uh, they, they'll stick with you for a good two minutes uh, yeah. on average. Um, we had some people stick with us for a lot longer than, that. and it's just like yeah. you just okay. keep saying, yeah, you just keep saying, no, we're good, man. No, thanks. You know, we, yeah. we know our
2: way around, and even if we don't, yeah, you know, it's like, oh no, yeah. we, know, we know where we're going, and um, you know, yeah, so we uh, we find our, you know, we ultimately like walk a little way. It's not far to get into the Medina, and another thing you should know as we talk too is the Medina is the old city, the historic city um, okay. part of town, and then outside of that is what they call the new city. In, uh, in 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 and so like uh, in Tangier, you know the Medina is right on the Strait. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. literally right. We walk up the hill into the Medina.
1: We we explored the new city a little bit, but mainly spent most of the time in the in the Medina, Medina in the old yeah. city. Um, mm-hmm. Our hostel was in like right in the heart of the the, the Medina. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the Medina is like what you see the pictures of, you know, what, you know, when you see, when you see pictures of Morocco, it's, it's like the, the Medina you never see like cities, uh, pictures of the the new city. It just looks like any, mm-hmm. other, any other city, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's still got its own like little African flavor or even like a European flavor to it, you know? Yeah. Especially Tangier. Tangier is definitely a mixture of like, um, um,
1: you know the Arabic flavor with 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 the Europe just because of its location, and of course, mm-hmm. as you go farther south, it becomes more just, um, you know, Arabic, African, yeah, African, right. north North African, because it's not really, right. you know, even though it's on the continent, I, I wouldn't even,
0: yeah, consider
1: yes. it really like Africa's, you know. Um,
0: it kind of eases you into the. Uh, it does the, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to being a big slap in the face as soon as you step off. Well, it, the chair, is, right.
2: it is a culture shock, though. I mean, yeah, it, it was like again, it has its own. You know, in Spain, nobody is approaching you like that. You know, in, in forest right. areas, they're all like, "Hey, you want to come eat at this restaurant?" Kind of, but not not mm-hmm. like this. You know. Yeah, yeah not right. like this. Like, yeah. yeah, if you when you walk down like a strip of
1: restaurants in Morocco, it is more so like in Tangier and Marrakesh than say like Chef Xiaowin or es- Esawida. Yeah. But it, when you walk, you just, you got to just like every restaurant you walk past, there's a guy out front with a menu and, and he'll just start walking with you and talking and asking you like, hey, come sit down over here. I mean, and, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's just, it is a kind of a culture shock because you're just not used to that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, like it's a little like,
1: exhausting. It's a little exhausting when you walk. Yeah, I can candy. imagine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, strip, um, a strip of it, restaurants. You're like, ah, like we don't even want to eat, but like it's just yes. a task to get through here
2: yeah um and it's also like uh it seems like uh once we spent a couple days there like they got used to seeing us and we got they wouldn't have they would hassle you less
1: yeah true you know what i
2: mean and then you they become a little bit more like oh there's that guy again and they'll they'll talk to you and maybe even ask you if you want stuff but they're not as aggressive as they were before you know they kind of get used to seeing you around and i have to say
1: like um you know we say all this stuff, but it was definitely a an amazing experience and so essentially morocco is, is it's a challenging place uh when you first get there to to adapt to mm-hmm. uh, but then once you do like you know once you find yourself kind of used to how it is um it's it's really
2: uh it's awesome it's, it's kind pretty of a rewarding
1: yeah, yeah pretty uh rewarding place to to be Um uh, mm-hmm. it's just because it's just so
2: vastly different and it, with uh, as aggressive as like their, their approaches, it it doesn't have any malicious intent behind it. You know, it's very, these are very kind people. Um, and you can tell that they're like genuinely nice and, mm-hmm. uh, and accommodating, you know, but they are trying to get, make their, earn their living. Yeah. Um, and so that's just kind of like how they, they do things.
0: They're just a little more overt about their, Attempts to get you to buy, and yeah, 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 yeah. they're just very
2: upfront about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, what did you guys do when you uh, when you first got there?
2: uh, As as you got off the ferry, we probably went and ate somewhere. I don't. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. we did. We went to the hostel. We met uh, a lot of people right off the bat. We got a hostel kind of early. We pay cash. And, uh, we went to, uh, like, you know, most, most, uh, hostels we stayed in had a rooftop. So we went up there and we met, um, God, what was his name? Javier. Yeah. I met Javier and a bunch of other people at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they
1: were, they were actually like, as soon as we met them, they're like, actually, you know, we're heading out to, um, Hoffa cafe. Yeah. Or, there you go. And, uh, they're like, Hey, you want to join? And we're like, Oh, cool. Yeah. We haven't eaten. So yeah, we went, um, went with them and it was kind of cool because Javier had been there a few days. So he actually knew his way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knew how to not get lost in the the labyrinth that is uh, the Medina. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he he took a, like there a whole group of us that went up there and got some food and um, yeah, the food was freaking amazing. And then of course yeah. the mint the mint tea we had our, our first Moroccan mint tea,
2: um, mm-hmm. there, which and is you, like, yeah, it's all the way up the, the top first, of the, the hill. first of many <laughs> the first of many, yeah, mint tea sweet mint teas, yeah, very sweet, yeah. Yeah. um we went to it, it's up at the top of the the medina it's like we wander up you know this then we get kind of like on a main thoroughfare and it goes all the way up and it, this is another thing that's hilarious is like as you're speaking to you know if i'm talking to chip and i'm like hey we're going to what is it and he says half a cafe out loud somebody will hear yeah. him you know and yeah. go, oh half a cafe here i'll show you and they'll jump and you're like nah, <laughs> yeah no, we're good we're good you know, don't worry about it
1: yeah and, and so and, well the thing is with them yeah when they're like trying to you know like um, take you guide you somewhere. Of course, you know as soon as you get if you if you accept their help, yeah, you've got to tip them. You know, I mean that's just right yeah. what it is. And uh, I think a lot of tourists don't. Uh, some, some tourists don't understand that. So, like, they'll, like, oh, yeah, this person wants to help me. And then they get to their destination and, and they,
2: the, they get, they ask them for money. They're like, hey, I, I should get 10 Durham yeah. or I should get this, you know? And they're like, what? And yeah. And, yeah, and ultimately, of the tourists, they oh, get talked okay. into giving them money, you know, which they should if they accepted their help, they should tip them. But yeah. Right. That's kind of oblivious if you don't realize. Yeah. Thing. But there
1: were people. There were people who, <laughs> yeah. did, you know? So.
2: But yeah, we go up the hill and uh, we get to. It, it's all the way at the top. It's very beautiful. In uh, the Hafa Cafe, I guess, is like inside of it. There's more than like I guess there's a restaurant, and then there's a place to get tea and coffee, and then there's like a place for like bread and sweets. But it all overlooks the Strait. Like it's on the cliffside or something, and yeah. it overlooks the Strait across, and you can see Spain and Tarifa where we just were.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so then after, yeah, a Hafa cafe and, and that's like one of those, like, I mean, we just ended up there because these people were going there, yeah. but we didn't realize later that like, that's a, it's like a big Hoffa cafe is a big thing in Tangier. I guess it's a lot of famous people have eaten there and it's, it's mm-hmm. been there. It's an establishment that's been there forever. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, we didn't realize till later, like, Oh, okay. That was one of the, one of the things you have to do when you go to Tangier, mm-hmm. um,
2: And then, so, uh, what else? We wander Uh, around the Medina a little bit. We hang with Javier, you know, and uh, he takes us to a juice place, you know, which is really good. Uh, They make all kinds of different juices with avocado and almonds, and you wouldn't think that that would be interesting juices, but it is very delicious.
1: Most the, the cities in Morocco, uh, if you're in the Medina or the old city, uh, no, there's no bars, no alcohol. If you venture farther out into the new city, there there are a few bars, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just it's very hard to come across alcohol. Uh, but usually the hostels they they acquire it and then sell it, um, you know, in the hostel for drinking in the hostel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so.
2: For the for, for you know travelers and stuff. Yeah,
1: um, so in Tangier, yeah, our hostel sold it, and we had we had plenty of beer and stuff, and they they had uh, a hookah as well, shisha. Um, so um,
2: yeah, and they have a rooftop terrace, and hung out there most nights. Um, uh, and another like interesting thing to kind of like that that you got used to hearing too is as you're you're hanging out in the Medina at certain times of the day. Uh, you know, an intercom would come up. You know, and you'd hear like uh, you know, uh, like a horn sound or whatever, and then they would they mm-hmm. would pray over a loudspeaker.
1: It's yeah, the, yeah. Call, the call to prayer.
2: Yeah, it's Five, right. five
1: times, yeah, five times a day. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of weird because you're in you're in the Medina, and you know it's it's coming from whatever the the closest mosque is
3: yeah. to you. Right.
1: Um, and you know it's a big tower at the mosque, and it's you know it's this is very old. Um, structure you know the, the whole medina is old very old and 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 just looks out of out of time like you, you step back in time but in these towers of the mosque is this big freaking freaking uh loudspeaker like just mm-hmm. right up in the in one of the openings of the tower so was, i just all in like everywhere they're all like that just because they, they need to, they need to broadcast the call to prayer uh, right so it's it's necessary but it's just like part of me is thinking it just looks so the juxtaposition of like this loudspeaker you know on this really otherwise very elegant um, yeah. ancient looking building you know like and then you see a freaking just cruddy looking loudspeaker and it's just yeah I don't know I'm feeling and like it even, didn't sound maybe, that
2: maybe great hit it the, the system itself was like a bit like not didn't sound that great but I, I we found out later that it, that was just kind of tangier sound system we in the other cities they had like Amazing sound systems where you can hear the prayers really Love well that. and clear and stuff.
0: What do uh, non-Muslims do when that's going on? Uh, they just keep going about their business. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. I mean, even you know, even the, the Muslims and stuff. Some some Muslims would close their store and like go pray, uh, but mm. some you know they just kept going go about the business. Doing.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I don't think it's obligatory to do it, but. At the times that you want, I think as long as you pray five times, you know, yeah. a time, then you you've done yeah. your duty as a Muslim, you know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely okay. wasn't something like where
1: everybody just drops what they're doing and yeah, or, you know, puts down the carpet and prays. It's, um, which I, you know, uh, I guess I kind of expected that that's just like those times of days when you stop, but I, I never really saw anybody stopping.
2: Well, mm-hmm. a couple people. I remember when you went to one a couple, place. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that you were gonna try to buy us some card, and he said, "I'll be back in fifteen minutes." And then, you know, he, he obviously went to go pray. You know.
0: Yeah, true. But so, how long did you guys stay in Tangier?
2: Uh, two days. Two days. Yeah. Okay. So two and a half or whatever. So um, the next day, we gotta mention Ben. Though the next day, we we uh, I, I guess we go out and do some stuff, and uh, there's a new we have a new guy in our room. Uh, this guy named Ben. And we, you know, we go to the Hafa Cafe again. We wander all over the Medina, you know, taking pictures and, and, uh, Mm. you know, checking out the sites and stuff. And, uh, and, you know, Ben ends up being like this, you know, really well-traveled, you know, kind of cool guy we end up hanging out with, you know, while we were in Tangier.
1: He'd been in uh, Morocco for, oh, geez, uh, five weeks? Yeah. Very, yeah, he's been there a long time
2: Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. all over You know, you went to Marrakesh and Fez and Chef Shawin And, you know, all over And, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, and he was kind of A bunch, of, a bunch saying, of good hey, advice Yeah, yeah, exactly He was like, when you go to the cities, you know, this is going to happen Be prepared for this, go see this You know, he's really uh, informative mm-hmm. As far as, like, you know, what to do and see in Morocco, you know, too Which was, you know, really nice And we keep in touch I still keep in touch with him now on Facebook and stuff And he's still traveling yeah, he's he's uh, on his way to India or he may be
1: in India now. Um but yeah, yeah, really it cool guy. He's one of
2: those guys that has been on the road now for, you know, a year and a half, I think, if I remember correctly. Or longer than that, yeah, longer than that. He's been traveling a long time. Um but he's ultimately he's a good dude, you know. We we uh we bonded with him a lot, you know. Uh we were happy to hang out with him and stuff when we did. And we had a great conversations with him and like you know people in the hostel and some
1: hostels are very um uh, they tend to uh, cultivate like a a very communal social environment where you can meet a lot of people and you're not making friends and you go out and uh travel you know travel with them or or go see the city with them other hostels you get in and it's just like either because of the way that the building itself is set up or the staff or whatever for whatever reason, some just don't kind of cultivate that social atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um and you just end up like it's just a place to lay down, you yeah. know, sleep at night and then you go out on your own. But you don't yeah. really meet people. But uh I think uh the the hostel in Tangier was definitely one of those that just kinda it was easy to meet people and, and, and make friends and
2: So uh, the next day we we were gonna leave and uh Ben uh, decides to, uh, you know, he's going to go to the bus station too because he's going to another city in uh, Morocco. And then we meet another kid named, uh, this German kid named, uh, I say kid, he's a grown man, he's 27 years <laughs> old. He just looks like his <laughs> he just looked
1: really young, yeah.
2: Yeah, but his name is uh, Bastian, Yeah, and, and, uh, and,
1: yeah. And we he, end up taking the bus to Chefchaouen with him.
2: We finally actually get outside the, the Medina, you know, to go to the bus station and we realize how big Tangier is. I mean, it was like really big. There's a, there's a, uh, like a cruise ship dock there, you know, as a port call, mm. And we're like, wow, man, look at this is pretty big. We see the beach, you know. It's really beautiful, uh, palm trees and everything, you know, as we go to the bus station. And uh, so we go to the bus. We're going to Chef Shawin, Bastion tags along. We say goodbye to uh, Ben, who's going to, where Do he go? Um, he Esauera? went to Asila. No, no, no. A he Sela. went to Asila,
1: okay. which is about 30 minutes outside of Tangier. It's a little beach town on the, it's on the Atlantic coast. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if Tangier, of course, like, you know, on the strait, And then you go, if you mm-hmm. go west from uh, Tangier, you, you hit Asila. Um, which is a little beach town. It's actually on the Atlantic. Um, but yeah, so Ben went there. Uh, Keith, myself, and Bastion head to Chefchaouen.
2: It's only like a two-and-a-half-hour
1: bus ride or so, not very far. Yeah, yeah. and um, we get there, and Bastion has been there before. He's He had been in Morocco about three years ago. Um, he'd been to Chefchaouen. He has a friend, actually, uh, in Chefchaouen who, who grew up there. Um, mm-hmm. So Bashan kind of led us from the bus station up this insanely steep hill.
2: Jeez. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God.
1: I've never, oh man. It's, Chef I mean, Shawin is
2: a, is a, I'd say, I call it a mountain town because yeah. it's in the mountains. It's up a mountain. There's mm-hmm. uh, the backdrop of it is, is surrounded by mountains. Huge. The, mountains. It's yeah, tucked crazy. in there. And it's, it's not even in the valley. It's kind of actually on the mountain.
1: Yeah. It's on the side of the mountain.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah so to get up to, you know, to the town, uh, yeah, you, you climb up this steep street and sidewalk, and like it, it. I've never I've never seen a street that steep, man. Oh,
2: it was tough uh, to get up that grade. It was it was even like even when we went um, hiking in Sirsa and we went up that real steep part. It was steeper than that.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah, Bastian kind of kind of knows his way around, so he leads us to to the Medina. Uh, we find our hostel uh, later that evening we meet up with him and um, his friend, Yousef, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: uh, who, who, like I said, grew up in Cheshawin. So, um, you know, we already kind of had like a inside scoop, which I think is always great to, to Mm -hmm. be hanging out with the natives. Um, And he actually took us to the one bar. Well,
2: there was two, There was a tourist bar. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At the top, there's like a kind of ritzy hotel that there's a hotel bar, but super expensive drinks. And he's like, He's like, there's one bar in town, like right outside mm-hmm. Medina. Uh, so he took us to that. Um, he didn't drink, of course, but um, he took us there, and um, so that was kind of that was actually kind of cool to to actually go to a bar in Morocco, which I didn't
2: think I would. We would have yeah, done. It was, <laughs> and it, it's more like a cafe. It, I guess what they do, what, what I guess because they don't drink, what Moroccans do too is they they hang out in cafes and drink tea. You know, you know? yeah, and uh, that's that's what they do, and that's what a lot of uh, locals were doing there. The people that were drinking there were. Uh, uh, the trap, you know, travelers. Yeah, other yeah. Canadians and whoever else was there. Yeah,
1: and one thing about about the the drinks there, um, it was kind of like Spain, where like we ordered the drinks and that's all we ordered, but they brought food. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they brought these like, I guess they were sardines or some kind of fish, like small yeah. fish that were like I don't want to say they were fried. Were they fried? I guess they, they were. were
2: they were like uh, not like lightly battered. battered. And- yeah but yeah yeah, yeah i don't know
1: it was it was strange but delicious um, salted delicious. you know full like you just oh uh, like the whole fish just kind of dropped in something and yeah. fried quickly but like
2: mm-hmm.
1: really amazing stuff and it was just totally free with the drink you know so it kind of reminded uh, me of
2: spain th- yeah. there was the first that's time cool. i tried escargot and that, that was delicious like they brought mm-hmm. like a bowl of escargot that's right they brought escargot too didn't they yeah i forgot Did, the interesting thing about Joseph and Bastion, and Bastion is like Youssef. 27 years old. Yusef, I'm sorry. Uh, and Bastion is, um, they're really good friends, obviously. Uh, Bastion is a doctor who helps mm-hmm. like, children right now. And uh, he speaks German, English, French, Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> and so wow. him and Yusuf communicate in Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Yusef uh, is learning English and speaks it very well. And uh, and Bastion is learning Arabic now. Yeah. So wow. it's very interesting to, you know, well, as us, all of us are hanging out together, how they're communicating with each other and then they communicate with us. It's just mm-hmm. really impressive, you know, to, to see this uh, young guy know all these languages and he's a doctor and all that. And... Yeah. So um,
1: in Morocco, Arabic, of course, is the, the number one language. The second language is actually French. And I knew this going in, and actually that's why I started studying French a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. was, was actually before I even planned this world trip, I was planning, I wanted to go to Morocco specifically. And I was like, well, Arabic, I have to learn new characters and all this. Um, so French being the second uh, most spoken, spoken language there in Morocco, I'll try that. Um, so I had started, started learning French. But the interesting thing is geographically, um, if you're yeah, if you're down in Marrakech, down south, yes, it's it's Arabic first and French second, and that's pretty much it, uh, or English too um, as third, I guess. But if you're up north, like in Tangier, because of mm-hmm. its uh, proximity to Spain, uh, Spanish is like the second language yeah, it is. there, not French. Well, it was, so unless yeah. you're
2: in the service, unless you're like the, right. the cops or something like that, yeah,
1: right. But the common, like uh, uh, common folk or whatever, uh, it, it's it's Arabic first and then Spanish. So, mm-hmm. so if you know Spanish, you're better off in Tangier and Chef Chefchaouen. That's why Youssef, his second language was Spanish, and that's why Bastion communicated to him in Spanish. Um, but yeah, you, you get a little f- farther south in uh, Chefchaouen, it starts turning like less and less Spanish, more and more French. And by the time you get to Marrakech, it's just French. So it's interesting the, the how the geography affects that and yeah mm-hmm. sure
2: yeah so but we're hanging out and uh they invite us uh to go on a hike with them uh in the atlas mountains the reef oh the reef if we weren't tied down because i yeah. had just my plane ticket if we weren't like tied down we would have went with them
1: because mm-hmm. it,
2: it sounded it, let me awesome clarify, it was
1: it was like two-day hike yeah like it wasn't just like a hike for the afternoon it was like hey tomorrow morning oh, okay. we're leaving To yes. go hike through you know uh they're going to hike the first day to his mom's village and then the second day to his dad's village and stay, you know, in, in their place each time. So, yeah, it was like a two or two and a half day excursion, you know. And, and, wow. was, and we're yeah, still, we,
2: staying at their, his parents' house or his uncle's house or something, you know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been an awesome experience. But, yeah, we time-wise, we just we couldn't swing it. But, but he did uh,
2: invite us to breakfast the next day.
1: Yes. Which was fucking amazing. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like before we parted ways at night, um, they're like, Hey guys, we're going to get breakfast in the morning. You want to join us? We're like, yeah, sure. Um, so we meet up in the, the little square there. Um, and, uh, he takes us to this place just, just off the square, um, a little ways. And it is just a, it's, I, I use the term hole in a wall a lot, mm-hmm. but it was, it was like a garage door lifts open. It's probably like what, uh, five feet by 15 Three, feet, maybe yeah, yeah, just a little, and, it's
2: a little thing. And just inside, uh, all the, all there is, is a guy inside cooking with a big pot of soup, huge pot yeah. of soup.
1: And there's yeah. no sign, like, you know, there's no sign for the the place or anything like yeah. I would mm-hmm. not have on my own i would not have walked up to this place and ordered food like well
2: i don't think it's it's actually it it, it is a restaurant but it's not an actual restaurant basically it's it's a guy who cooks soup in the morning for the workers getting ready to go work in the medina Mm -hmm. and so they only serve soup you know but he charges them for it you know he charges them a certain amount of money so they can come real quick and get some bread right. and some soup and there you go. But he takes us there and we like, of course we have the soup and it's delicious. It's like, uh, it's called the Sita. Beso-
1: uh, besada. besada. Yeah. Besada. And it's like, apparently I guess it's like a breakfast soup. That, uh, yeah. So that's... It's like
2: split pea or something, something like that. Split like pea soup. Yeah. Pea, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. And it's funny because the, the w- little waiter, uh, young kid comes up to us and he asks if we want coffee and Chip and I are like, yeah, we'll take some coffee. And, He runs to a different restaurant or wherever he goes and brings back coffee because they don't have coffee there. You know, we're like, yeah,
1: all they do is soup, it's just one big pot of soup. And it's like, so pretty much you you don't even really order, you know, you just go up and you sit down and they bring you a bowl of soup. And it was some of the most amazing soup I'd ever had, man. Like, it's and it's definitely got to be like one of the most authentic. I mean, we had a lot of good food in Morocco, but that's probably one of the most authentic meals that we had in Morocco. And it was just, Oh, it blew me away, man.
2: And also, we um, should let people know that Chef Chefchaouen is like all painted blue, and it's a very charming, laid back. Like in contrast to Tangier, it is like it, it's uh, less aggressive. You know, of course, people are still guys are still trying to sell you hash and stuff, but it's not like as it, it, aggressive as it is in Tangier. It's really laid back. It's blue. It's very charming. It's yeah, it's very much laid back town. I, I liked it a lot more than Tangier.
1: Then from uh, Chef Xiaowin, we actually took the bus back to Tangier. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for the sole fact of um, it's hard to get to, uh, to Marrakech directly from Chef mm-hmm. okay.
3: Um
1: So it was easier to bus back another two hours back to Tangier and then take the night train uh, from Tangier to Marrakech. Um, and uh, so we did that. Um so the night train is a an eleven hour
2: I think it's yeah. eleven hour, right? Keith? Eleven or twelve 11. hours.
1: Yeah, eleven or twelve hours in the train. Uh, wow. but you so can of book sleepers to,
2: Yeah, so yeah, of course we get to Tangier and we're going to try to buy the ticket and we wanna use our cards and their check machine. It yeah not, the car machine can, yeah you you can't pay with a car there <laughs> even know? at the
1: even at the train station like oh yeah. no yeah the car machine's not working
2: yeah and i remember oh. you know uh so we, we're in tangier we have to go to the atm we get atm and, and you know we get our first class ticket we're kind of bummed because we don't get sleepers or whatever um and then i i uh had a you know i learned of a friend of mine that had uh passed away which was really hard uh to deal with and i could I know Chip can relate because I'm sure you know he felt a similar situation when he learned that his grandfather passed away. While mm-hmm. he's on the road, I mean, you really feel helpless, you know, like right. you can't. You really just want to be with you know family and friends and stuff, and right. and you're, you're you can't. You know, it was really uh, challenging. And then, you know, uh, thankfully, you know, I was ta- I was communicating with my friends uh, via text you know, about it. And, uh, you know, you know, my good friend Bradford just said some good words to me that really helped me, you know, uh, keep my wits about me, uh, and continue on to the trip as, uh, with purpose, you know, mm. to, to, you know, reestablish purpose in my trip at, in a, in a moment, you know, which was great because I was kind of like, when you lose someone and you're on a, you're on your trip, you're kind of like, your trip has purpose, but when you lose someone, you kind of lose your purpose too, you know, cause you just right. want to be there for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was good to have a friend, you know, do that. And Chip was there for me as well, you know, uh, yeah. in, in that moment too, which was good.
1: Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to deal with something like that, even when you're at home among yeah. your friends yeah. and family, but then to be completely removed and like yeah, halfway across the globe, it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
0: I'm sure that could be isolating. Yeah, I kind of feel isolating like
1: that. Yeah, so that was um, that was the night we took the night train uh, down to Marrakesh. So pretty much, yeah, we didn't get sleepers. Uh, which <laughs> in are, the
2: first we were in first class. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Chip and I were hoping that we were going to be the only ones in there.
1: Um, there's you know uh, what do they call them, berths or whatever um, yeah. compartments, <clears throat> and and so there's six seats in each uh, compartment. You know, three and three facing each other. And we're like, okay, we're in first class. We don't have sleepers. But if nobody else shows up into our compartment, then we'll we can lay, lay long yeah. ways across the three seats each, you know, and, and actually get some sleep. Um, and the train actually took off, I believe, right, Keith? Yeah, it yeah. Took, And we're like, oh, thank God. We're like, perfect. And then it stopped like a minute later. <laughs> you yeah, know, like three and stops more people, at least. Yeah, and more people got on. And, and eventually this, this uh, Spanish couple came into our compartment like, ah, Damn it! <laughs> and um, so, we're but like, thankfully,
2: oh. <laughs> like we yeah. were, we all tried to sleep. Like we turned off the light. We tried to sleep, you know, in our, our seats sitting up. And then it stopped at another stop uh, to pick up more passengers. And so the the guy and the couple, I can't remember his name. We learned a name. We ended up becoming really, you know, cool with him and stuff. But he he uh, tests the chair and slides it out, and it lays down. Like all the chairs lay down, so it's like a big, long, huge bed. Yeah, and what so like he?
1: Yeah, he like walked away to smoke or something, and I guess he yeah. passed another compartment where they had done this already. So he comes, he kind of like comes rushing back, and he goes into the compartment and he like pulls the seat out, and we're all like, "Holy yes! shit!"
2: Yeah, <laughs> and we're all like, like happy, like, "Oh, thank
3: yeah.
2: you, so <laughs> classic, so You know, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so we, uh, you know, Chip and I lay, you know. Uh, what did it? Toe to tail or whatever, you know. Lay it out, and they lay, you know. We're, we're like a family in there, like laying on this bed, you know. Yeah. We sleep, you know. We sleep good actually for a, you know a good six seven hours. Yeah, yeah, and, oh, that's and, good, and yeah. wake
1: up. Uh, well,
2: in Marrakech,
1: I did take one of my uh, ibuprofen codeine pills. So I, I think, think that you made, me st- gave
2: me one too, I know. think
3: I
1: gave you one too, <laughs> so that may have helped the sleep.
2: Yeah, um,
3: yeah.
1: But um, yeah, wake up at like eight a.m. and like open up the the curtain to the window and i look outside and it's like light outside and the landscape the up. completely changed landscape yeah. is like you know it no longer looks like tangier in that surrounding you know like uh
2: not like a beachy area. kind of resorty yeah. kind of european <clears throat> feel definitely more african down there yeah
1: it was it was kind of just really strange to go to to sleep at night with you know the geography of, of like Tangier in your head and then wake up to that. It was just like,
3: holy, yeah. holy
2: Shit.
1: It was, <laughs> I just remember they just, it just struck me. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like and the sun was
2: coming up. It was very beautiful. to would be in the train. It was totally yeah. like, yeah. And So <clears> we get there and we walk down in, uh, uh, Marrakesh and we're heading towards Medina. It's a nice little hike from, you know, what is it? Like a 15, 20 minute hike from the train station to, uh, the the medina
1: yeah yeah not too bad i think and we stopped along the way to get breakfast or something mm-hmm. and then we're still in the new city i think we were at breakfast and then yeah and then
2: yeah Marrakesh no, has a whole different feel than any other place in Morocco that we've been at this point chef show in different it's different than tangier yeah it's got like a you know certainly feels a little bit more african Is like a city surrounded by, like, not much vegetation or, you know, I don't even remember seeing Desert. It. It's definitely desert. Yeah, yeah, there's no mountains or anything. There's no, like, it's, it's yeah, kind of flat. Pretty, yeah. But, again, it's very beautiful. They have fountains and there's, like, parks, you know, big, large parks uh, uh, in palaces and stuff. Very beautiful, you know, city.
1: Yeah. And, uh, we, yeah, so we get to Medina. We um, check into our hostel. Uh, and immediately, as soon as we check in our hostel, uh, we're like, "Hey, we want to do the desert excursion." Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, the guy shows us the different packages. Uh, there's a two day, a three day, and a four day. We choose the four uh-huh. day. And
2: 130 like, Durham? No, no, 100, 130 000. euro. Yeah, you know,
1: 1,300 Durham. So it was about um, 130 euro or you know, 140, 145 US maybe. So it was a pretty expensive thing, but we're like, "Hey, we're, you know, we're going to do this and." Uh, so it was one of the, at least for me, one of the splurge, uh, spin uh-huh. things. Um, but, um, so we're like, well, that's a lot of money. You know, like I didn't have any cash. I was like, well, can we pay by credit card and also pay for our accommodation at the hostel that night, you know, just pay it all at once. And with credit card, and he's like, he's like, yeah, normally we could take credit cards, but the machine's down right now. And we've <laughs> heard this so much. And he's like, but I tell you what, he's like, uh, you know, we own a cafe down the street. Uh, in a little while, I can take it down there. The credit card machine's working there. I was like, okay, perfect. That's no problem. Um, so we kind of get settled into our room. Uh, some other people. And they're very s-
2: laid back. He's like, oh, come on. This is your home now. Please. Have oh, tea. yeah. They're very Help cool. They drink tea very, and stuff, you know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, They brought, of course, as soon as you get there, they bring mint tea, and they keep serving you more mint tea. and. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, um, he's like, Oh, don't worry about paying. We can pay, you can pay later. And home. Uh, yeah, super yeah. Cool. No worries. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both guys that run the place are super cool. Uh, super laid back. Uh, maybe sometimes too much so, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, some other people come into the hostel, check in, uh, this group of friends from Greece, um, and they, they're wanting to go get some food and, uh, you know, um, so Joe odds like tells them, he's like, well, He's like, yeah, uh, come down to the cafe. There's some food there, you know, you can eat there. And they're like, okay, cool. And we tag along with them and him to the cafe because we're hungry for one. And we're like, we might as well eat there. And then we can also pay with our credit card for our excursion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go and like it's just, you know, two hour affair of getting food and and uh it's just because everything's just it's such a laid back atmosphere, kinda like Spain. Um, uh, but once the meal is done, um, you know, I, I tell Joe Odd, I'm um, like, hey, man, I was like, um, you know, can we go ahead and pay for our excursion? He's like, ah, yeah, the credit card machine here is not working. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my God. I'm like, that's the whole reason I ate lunch here was because I wanted to yeah. afterwards take care of all my business. <laughs> I call
3: bullshit. <laughs> and, yeah,
1: for real, for real. So I'm like, OK, so this is just a con to get us to eat at their restaurant. Um, <laughs> oh man it worked (laughs) um so anyways he was like oh no don't worry about it i was like i was like well um uh anyway so i was like uh (laughs) i think he's like well there's another hostel we own on the you know down the road and we can i can take you there in a little bit um and we can uh you know we can you can pay with a credit card there i'm like okay Okay, so yeah eventually we get to another hostel (laughs) that evening that he takes us to the credit card it's a miracle it's working (laughs) yeah so we have a taxi
0: service yeah
2: yeah Yeah. and before yeah i guess you know during all that we we hang out with the greek folk but we also uh meet uh, a very uh nice girl that we end up hanging out with a lot and one thing i noticed about like women travel any traveler really but uh women too is like especially if they're alone in a place like morocco uh they you know as opposed to going out in public alone it's easier just to go with someone. So, you know, not to say that we weren't cool and we didn't get along. We, you know, Isabella's a good friend. We're, we're friends and stuff now. But she was like, hey, can we, can I hang with you? You know, and we had a similar experience with a woman, a couple of women in uh, Chef Shawin that just, you know, instead of going out, uh, wandering around alone, you know, it's just easier to kind of tag along with uh, some guys or some people, you know, to go do right. stuff, you know.
1: Uh, yeah, so Saturday morning, early morning, we get we wake up. Uh, Keith, myself, and Isabella, and we're the only three from the hostel that day that are going on the excursion. So we get up. Uh, they fix an earlier breakfast than the normal seven o'clock breakfast uh, mm-hmm. for anybody who goes on the excursion. And um, we get up at like six or six thirty. Get our stuff together. We sit down at six forty-five. They serve us breakfast, and seven o'clock our ride is gonna show up for the excursion. And seven o'clock rolls around and like we're just nobody shows out. up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And uh God, I can't remember how long we ended up waiting.
2: It was only uh, like thirty five minutes or so. Yeah. and um, then we go, he takes us to like, I guess eventually okay no, yeah no, what happened or...
1: what happened was nobody showed up and uh Joad, uh one of the owners uh, our guy, the managers, uh, we finally told him, like, hey, you know, our ride was supposed to be here at like seven. He makes a couple phone calls. Um, it's in Arabic, so I can't understand what he's saying. But eventually, he's uh-huh. like, all right, come with me. <laughs> and so we, he pretty much just walks us through the Medina to like uh, right outside the Medina.
2: And there's somebody, somebody waiting with a van. We yeah, get in a several vans. It seems like just like a, a little meeting point of the excursions. You know, yeah. bus excursions going out or whatever. But
1: we get in this van. And we're like, okay, we're, you know, it's just the three of us, and maybe we're going to go pick up some other people or something. Mm-hmm. Van takes off, goes a few, couple blocks, and or maybe a mile or two, and then it stops. And the guy opens the door. He's like, "All right, get out." And we're like, "What?" Uh-huh. And
0: they,
1: they take us out of that van and put us into
2: another van.
0: Uh-huh. This is getting sketchy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's funny, man, because you do kind of trust, you put your trust in this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. all right, I'm yeah. just going like, with the flow here see what's going on. No, I don't know.
1: But, anyways, eventually we get in the final van and, and um, we head this- out. You can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com. Click the tab for The World It's Ass. We are also available on
0: iTunes. Just search for us there. We'd greatly appreciate if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed us. You can reach us via email at TWIAPodcast
1: at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzz Boxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back, hopefully, in two weeks with more stories of The World It's Asked.
2: Can you say
3: bye? Bye. I call bullshit, sir.